Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard carefully, and that's pretty much what we do. We watch Blizzard, and we talk about Blizzard. Uh, I'm Matthew Rossi, I'm the host, and with me this week are two co-hosts who plant ideas about unicorns and rainbows and dolphins and pandas and tea in my head. Now I'm like very confused about life. Uh, first up, she... Knew a lot more about Lisa Frank than I did, and, and Stickney. How you doing, Ann? Look, I'm a girl. It's like you're kind of contractually obligated to learn about Lisa Frank when you're young. <laughs> I, I accept this, but I had no knowledge of it. Um, but yeah, uh, look that up if you don't know who Lisa Frank is, because the woman apparently has a Jonesen for colorful dolphin pandas that cannot I be denied. I don't know if, if she's actually like a person or not. Or a corporation. Yeah, or Just a corporate corporation she's just a corporate entity named lisa yeah that's code name getting, lisa lisa frank it's getting, it's getting disturbing like our corporations are all like people now i don't uh, know so you, you've been doing anything in wow or any other games i i, I saw a <laughs> post from you about overwatch so i know you've been doing some of that right um yeah well i mean there's been overwatch stuff going on and we can talk about that in the news thing because i'm excited about that but like as far as warcraft goes i have leveled so many alts through so many levels because these invasions are so fantastic like my monk that i had my pandaran monk was level 15 when i started and i think she just hit like level 80 i'm not sure anyway i don't know all i know is that invasions are great and i kind of love them to pieces also um if all goes well and according to plan by the end of the day, I should have my legendary ring. Very last minute, but I needed it. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, also with us this week, uh, Alex Zebart. What about you? I, I know you've got feelings about Taron Mill's graveyard placement, but anything else going on? Uh, that can wait. I have very important information to share. Straight okay. from Wikipedia. Lisa Deborah Frank, born 1955, is an American businesswoman, the founder of Lisa Frank Incorporated, headquartered in Tucson, Arizona. Frank founded the company in 1979 at the age of 24 and continues to lead it today. Okay, so it's an actual person. Wow. I imagine she doesn't do all of the art, but it is her company and she is a person. All right, that's good to know. Uh, Anything about you you want to tell us or are we just going to move on to the Um, news? I I feel that was way more important than anything I have to say. All right, then we will move on to news. Uh, (laughs) First up in the top stories, I guess we should mention that the Legion invasions are up to six every two hours. So basically every zone that was getting invaded gets invaded every two hours at once. All invasions, all the time. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Level yeah. lots of characters. If, I'm glad you are the... power... if you are powering leveling a character now, there's no waiting involved. You can just circuit around the world, and by the time you finish the circuit, they've started repopping already. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't do the thing I thought they might do and make them every hour, because that's just not enough time to even do three in my opinion, with the travel yeah. time. but At that point, be, you might as well just sit in a zone and just wait for it to refresh. Yeah, but having six is, is pretty good. Um, people keep telling me to do a particular trick, but I, I'm resisting doing it because I feel like it's a little cheap. Is it the cheaty logout thing? Yeah, it's the cheaty logout thing. It feels It's pretty cheap. I did it once just to see it. And then I was like, "Oh my God, this is, this this is this is like crack. I gotta stay away from this. If I do this again, I will literally spend the rest of my life in Karen House." Well, <laughs> I feel like it isn't too bad because it goes away forever in a week. 
Like, yeah. You're like, oh, this is way too much XP. They have to nerf this. Look why. It's gone in a week. If people want a power level, if that's what they're getting out of it, it's a one-time special thing. They, they finally, yeah, they were having kind of issues with XP and how you got XP throughout the course of this event. And now they just, it, it seems like they flipped on the on switch and said, behold, XP eat it eat as much as you can eat it's like a buffet and we're all chowing down and we're uh, quite happy with that because you know it's going feels, away a, fr- a friend of mine said to me that it felt like they were pretty serious about letting people get their uh, alts to max level in time to do legion and i agree it feels very much like with with artifacts people want to get as many different classes as possible up there even i the guy that plays nothing but warriors have leveled non-warriors this time like, I've got a hunter, Gasp. a shaman, the death, death knight from our thing. I've got a paladin now. I've got two demon hunters. They're all at max level. Um, the paladin I did purely knowing that I would never play it again after I got it. Like, I'll play it last. Like, when when, when Legion is, like, a year old and we're all kind of bored and waiting for the next thing, I'll, I might play that paladin. But he's ready just in case I decide I have to see the artifact quest. Yep. And I think for a lot of people, that's the draw is getting to do the artifact stuff. And I, I never thought I would play a monk because I thought and still kind of think they're kind of dumb. <laughs> Sorry. But I had the opportunity, so I have a monk at 100 now, and maybe I'll play it. Maybe I'll change my mind about them being dumb. Look, I actually... I'm kind of having fun with the monk because uh, diving into a pile of demons and then hitting spinning crane kick is just like there's something ridiculously fun about that. I found some love for... Mistwalker. I think that's the healing one, right? Mistwalker? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I found some love for healing on that because it has the thing where you, like, you put your hands up and fireworks shoot out of your face and heal people. Fireworks uh, shoot out of your face? <laughs> yeah. That was like, a lightning thing or something. Didn't they shoot lightning? I thought they shot lightning. They, they can shoot lightning. They have like the crackling jade lightning or whatever. But also one of their heal spells is like they put their hands up and this ball appears over their head and like streamers shoot out to heal random people. So you're putting on a light show as you're healing. And it looks really cool, and I love it. Yeah, you got me, man. I didn't know. So it's know. healing and entertainment, all in one. I'll say Good this. When I, when I leveled the, the the paladin, and I leveled this paladin, this paladin has never been a Draenor. Like, I did not. I, I skipped Draenor entirely. I just leveled him through the invasions. And uh, I still don't understand Rhett. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like all, okay, I hit you with a sword that I guess I summon. Then I hit you with the sword I'm actually holding, Okay, now I hit you with the sword differently. Oh, and now I... Okay, there's lots of guys around, so now I have to build up to use the spinning around thing. Here's the secret, Rossi. In Legion, all of the melee classes are the same. Except it's not. It's nothing like either Arms or Fury. It's... Instead of having Rage or whatever, it's Holy Power. So you have enough Holy Power to use your Spender. Or if you're Mm. playing an Enhancement Shaman now, you build up Maelstrom until you can use your Spender... Or if you're playing a demon hunter, use your builder until you can use your spender. All of the melee classes work exactly the same. It's just except, a reskin. Except here's the thing. When, when I'm on my, my arms warrior, I can hit whirlwind whenever I want to, as long as I've got a little rage. When, yeah, I'm, on, I think, when I'm on the paladin, I can't hit divine storm unless I have three. Holy yeah, God. I think that's the thing. Warriors do have that edge. If you can hit whirlwind all the time, none of the other melee have... Well, I can hit it whenever I want to. Less if I'm Fury, I can hit it literally. Hey, I can now, spam rogues it. can fan a knives whenever. Yeah, so it's as long as we got the energy for it, and the energy buildup is real fast. For Fury Warrior, I don't need to have rage to hit whirlwind. I yeah. and it has no. Then cool warriors down. have that advantage. 
So it's it's like I'm playing the Red Paladin, and basically like, oh, I want to tag a bunch of mobs. Well, I better build up my holy power. When, was, when I'm on a warrior, like right now I'm leveling one of my warrior alts because I want to have a night elf. And I was running through, basically I just run through, hit whirlwind continuously, and I don't bother to target anything. Like I'm not, like half the time I'm targeting some flagged horde dude who's like half, he's like 25, 25 yards away from me because for some reason the horde love to be flagged in Karanos. I don't know why. They do. But they do. They just love to be flagged in Karanos. Oh, and if you're playing a warrior and you're wondering why this keeps happening to you, if you are targeting a PvP enabled person, even if you are not PvP enabled yourself, and you hit charge, you will be flagged. Yeah, charge does not. Charge ignores that you have to flag to attack this person. Yeah, you will straight up immediately be flagged. And the reason for that is simple. Um, charge is set up right now so that you can charge an enemy or an ally. Like, you can charge oh. another player and, and get to oh, them. Oh, okay. Or you can charge, like, a you know, a, a mob. So if they're PvP flagged, charge fires off. Because it's used to... It's like, oh, well, he's just a guy. But then once it does, it's like, oh, wait a minute, you did something to a PvP guy. You're PvP flagged. So if you're doing the invasions on a warrior and that happens... That's why. And other abilities that do that kind of thing, that work on both enemies and allies, can also tar- can also flag you. So if there's a spell you have that like heals you and hurts somebody else, it will likely flag you. I'm having, I think I'm having the most fun with the invasions on my Warlock, which I haven't leveled since vanilla. So the Warlock is, I want to say 76 or 77 now, something like that. But I like just running through the zones, and it's just tab target, dot, 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 everything. <laughs> and my wife was doing it on a priest, and she actually told me that the thing she could do is just shadow word paint everything as she ran by. Yep. The thing she was doing is just yep. sh- shadow word painting. Just dot, just dot everything, dot everything and watch it die. It's fantastic. So, yeah, it, so that's pretty much that's the deal going on in WoW right now. We've got another week of this, and then everything kicks off. Uh, I'm, I've been told on a queue today that the quest has actually gotten to its next stage, the, the Khadgar quest. Apparently it has. Yep. I haven't had a chance to log in and look at it because I've been busy yeah. with other things. I haven't, I haven't done it either, but that is what I've been told. So that's, that's the case as well. We're moving forward with that, which is good. I have to admit that the dialogue Khadgar gives you is, is, makes me laugh. As much as I'm, I'm on board with saying that I'm not, not a big fan of Khadgar's implementation in Warlords, but I do like him so far in Legion when he's like, I have a plan, an incredibly dangerous plan, but it's a plan. I, I, I like him. Yeah, I like Khadgar. <laughs> but, uh, I'm okay. just, he's grown on me. Uh, Alex, thought you were going to say something. No, I mean, okay. the quest is there. You guys have played it. There's not a lot to say. It's a very short quest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's not, I mean, I, I feel like the stage before it had more build up to it. And this is just like a thing is happening. And next week you can play the game. Hooray. Yep. All right. Then we will basically move on to mentioning something that I'm really excited about. Uh, other people might not really care, but the Azeroth Armory thing, which they were doing back in, in Warlords when they made a Gorhal, They've done two more of them for Legion. Uh, the one that I, I'm really most excited about is the Warglaive. They, they made a Warglaive of Asenoth. They just made the one. Just the one. I think that's because it's a 20-pound thing. They kind of need two hands to use it. Yeah, it's tw- a 20 to, to put this into perspective, if a, when a greatsword, like a Zwiehander or a Doppelhander back in, in medieval Germany, when, when they made those, if it weighed 10 pounds, it was considered a parade sword and you didn't actually use it in war because it was way too freaking heavy. So at 20 pounds, the Warglaive, there's, a, there's, no, there's a reason Illidan has arms like that. <laughs> there's Dude, a reason swing- they're all beefy. Yeah. My favorite part of the Azeroth Army videos, watch if you watch every single one of them, 
uh-huh. in the first like 30 seconds, Tony Swatton's like, yeah, we're going to make this hollow because if we didn't do it, we'd weigh 300 pounds. Yeah, he always says that because every single true. one. <laughs> and it's true. It's like, very clear to clarify yeah. exactly how he's creating these. And because the thing is, is like you can make them to a point where they will be sturdy enough to break things and, and carve through things without making them a solid hunk. Yeah. But um, it's kind of interesting, though, because, like, the Doom Hammer was, what, 350 pounds or something like that if it wasn't hollow? Yeah, yeah. He's, he said that, yeah. Yeah, so but, it's like, plus well, he, if he, the one that Thrall is swinging around is solid, then, yeah, man, a that's a strong orc. <laughs> well, that's interesting, too, because, like, one of the things uh, Swatton used to do, uh, he used to do a show on, on YouTube before he left, I guess, maybe to do this, I don't know. But he, yeah. he made lots of various replica weapons, and one of them he made was the Buster Sword. From uh, I Final love Fantasy. That. Fantasy, yeah, Cloud Sword. He made that thing, and he actually pointed out that he he didn't make it hollow, but he made it out of aircraft aluminum because if he'd actually used steel, it would have weighed like you know so much that you couldn't pick it up. And even with the aircraft aluminum, he made it so heavy that he could barely pick it up. He is a huge man. He's yeah. not a small guy. He not is by very any large. stretch. Um, he's like he's like Alex with another couple inches on yeah, him. Big. He's. He's a and he's a blacksmith with a blacksmith yeah. build. He's got giant arms too, so he could barely pick it up. So I I don't think you know making them hollow is the way to go. But the other thing I love seeing is I love seeing how they managed to actually get it to look like that. Like the Warglaive in particular, the the, the uh, Doomhammer they made the the lava version, which I think is the silliest version. I'll just say that I the the classic Doomhammer I like just fine. I think it looks great, but the lava Doomhammer just makes me snicker every time I see that's, it. That's I mean that's what Blizzard gave him. Yeah, it looked pretty cool though when he was done with it because he actually yeah. put lights in it and everything. Yeah, he made it glow. Yeah, um, which I thought I, was pretty neat. And it was glowing, and it was lit up, but it could still smash the heck out of everything. I don't know who the the, the large fellow at the end of the video who was smashing things with it was, but yes, they, they found a gigantic man to have. He smashed was, he was having a sure. really good time. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the actual voice actors who does orcs in WoW. Oh, cool. Maybe. I mean, that's but, why he was he was doing an orc voice, and I'm pretty sure it's a voice he has done for WoW. Yeah. That that was cool, but for me, I still I have to give it to the Warglaive over the Doomhammer. In fact, I'd give it to the Warglaive over even Gorhal when they made that last year, just yeah. because it was fascinating to watch them layer it. Because the blade is basically it's got a real steel blade in there. It's got like a, a hard forged steel blade, and then he basically had to build form shell forms around it to make it look like the Warglaive. Yeah, and, and then it, the centerpiece has so many smaller pieces that were assembled to yeah. make it look good. Yeah. It's like, but, um, it's and really they even amazing. cut like stones for it and everything, which I thought was really neat because you don't. I mean, I don't usually classify gem cutting or glass cutting as part of blacksmithing, but he had all the stuff there, and he was yeah. And for background on that guy on Tony Swatton, he has done uh, replica weaponry or has designed weaponry in Hollywood for a very very long time. Thirty some years. Would yeah, he would do um, a lot of the like toy swords you would buy like a sword from such and such movie, or I could get a plastic version. He would take the version made for the movie and figure out how to convert this thing into a toy. Mm-hmm. So Shrink he's it been down work- so they can make a mold out of it. Yeah, so he's been working with weapons in the entertainment industry for uh, a very long time. I happen to know for a fact that he, he made the weapons for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. 
He, he, yeah, he's got like a heck of a lot of experience. I, I just, I love the Azeroth armory stuff so much more so than the Azeroth choppers thing. And it's specifically because they show the process. Like they show all the bits and pieces that they're putting together and they explain what they're doing and how they're doing it and why they're doing it. And they, they didn't, that's what I was hoping for when they did the Azeroth choppers thing. And I was really kind of disappointed that they didn't like go into the process more. I I wanted to see more of that. I I admit I cringed when beefcake man in the work video used it backwards. Yeah. Honestly, though, that's how you would use it. If yeah. had, like, but that's not how you use it in WoW. No, like, it's I know, not how I know. you use it in WoW. But then the other thing, too, is he was also using two hands to wield it because he yeah. had to. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the, the war glaives are completely impractical. So <laughs> yeah. him doing whatever he wants to do with it, that's fine. It's just that's not how it works in the game. So it's like, come on, man. Blizzard made this video. They <laughs> I just like it because it's, like it's like a nerdy gaming version of how it's made. Wasn't that one of the Sons of the Storm artists? The one that, that also dressed up as Khal Drogo the one time? Who? I thought that was. The guy at the end of the Warglaze no. video, I thought he was the artist. Oh, no. he wasn't? No. No, that wasn't him. Um, that's and that's... Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, but I know exactly who he is, and yes, he is an artist. So, um, yeah. I, I'm wondering if they're going to come out with any more of him. Like, if he's going to do I want any more. Them, I honestly would love if they did one for every single artifact. Ashwinger would be great. Yeah, if they did one happen. for every single artifact, that would be awesome. It would not they're have. They're probably going to. They're probably going to tie this man up in his smithy again and not let him see the sun for, for another two years when the next expansion comes out and he can release a couple more videos. Yeah. Because the I, last time we saw him was the Warlord's launch with Gorhal. Yeah, I don't think. I'm he just wondering if he's been busy making artifact weapons this entire time, and we're just going to see them slowly roll out because that would be pretty cool. I do think, I mean, as much as I am a warrior player, so I, I you know, would want to see warrior stuff, I do think that Ashbringer is almost a must-make at some point. You know, it's sort of a, it is one of the yeah. most iconic of the the artifacts. You kind of, you kind of want people to see it. And then I, you have to work out how to do the floating disc. Yeah, I was going to say, how would he do the floating disc? I would like to see him solve that puzzle. Yeah. That's, but, that's, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> okay, uh, other thing to mention, this one's a little, it's kind of a, thin thing to do but at the same time it was something i noticed and wanted to bring up the diablo twitter um responded to a person's tweet about blizzcon basically saying just that blizzcon's going to be really cool this year diablo 4 yeah i don't confirmed no um we don't know (laughs) doesn't confirm anything but i did want to point it out because it's the first anything from the diablo twitter saying anything about the future in quite some time yeah so uh, as somebody who wants them to do, I, I would be perfectly happy with a Diablo three expansion. I feel like Diablo three's engine is fine and we don't need like an entirely new game. Like we don't need a new system, new game or anything like that. But, um, if it's Diablo four, I'm certainly not going to be unhappy about that. Uh, but what do you guys think? Anything? I don't know. I think it's pretty cool, but I, I want to see Diablo four or if they do a Diablo three expansion, I want to see like, more story going on. I don't, but with the end of, um, oh my gosh, Reaper of Souls. Thank you. Uh, it, with the end of Reaper of Souls being what it was, it had that kind of air of finality around it. So it almost feels like they would have to release a Diablo four to go with any more story stuff. And I like Diablo. I just, I like Diablo. I like playing Diablo when I'm stressed out. There's something, there's something really cathartic about smushing a bunch of demons. So, 
Uh, I, I do apologize if this is a spoiler, but the game's been out for quite some time already. The end of Reaper Souls is material being like this: the hero. I mean, they're a god, and we just gave them the power over death too. Uh, this is maybe bad. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well then what? <laughs> Where do you yeah. go from that? I'm a god with the power over life and death. But still mortal, so who knows? Might be tempted to corruption. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. So, like, oh, the villain weird. of Diablo 4 is your hero from Diablo 3. <laughs> that would only be awesome if Blizzard actually was cool enough to have some kind of save thing where it, it, it determines, like, what character you played most and uses that character or something. Yeah, it'd feel very um, Mass Johanna. Effect bringing Shepard forward kind of thing. But, it would be uh, cool. Also, this this newsy week, um, I should mention, we, we know Machines of War is going live uh, September 13. That's the Heroes of the Storm StarCraft update. So if you're wondering when that's going to happen, it's it's this September 13th. Right now, they're just it's on the PTR, or is it even there yet? I don't um, think it's on the PTR. I'm not sure. Did it make it there? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't recall. I haven't checked out the PTR. I do know they talked a little bit about why there's such a long gap before they're releasing Alarak. Because they were getting it down to every two weeks they were putting out New Hero. And this could be four weeks before we get Alarak. Yeah. And I guess they kind of delayed that whole thing because they extended the competitive season extra two weeks. So their whole schedule kind of got shifted back. So they're doing some more like bug fixing in Alarak and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm not sure if it's on the PTR though. Okay. Well, regardless, September 13th. That's when that goes live. And then, can we can we talk about the Overwatch stuff now? Yeah, yeah, we can. I figured at this point I would just turn off my microphone and let you go. Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> no, because we're going to talk about the Bastion short that came out. Because <laughs> that came out after last week's show, Last Bastion. Yeah. It was oh, really right. good. Yeah, that was, I think, I just, the I... best animated short I've seen out of them yet. Before you guys gush about it, I do want to point out that Alex specifically said that he thought it was going to be dumb. No, I remember what I said. You said that you were afraid it was going to be dumb. I said I would rather have any character but Bastion, but knowing what people have done with stuff like Wally, a short with a robot will probably turn out good. That's what I said. I remember. You also said that you were afraid it was going to be dumb. That was the first thing you said, that you were afraid it was going to be dumb, but... Okay, well, it had it had the potential to be dumb, but it wasn't, so... There we go. I, I think even I, stone-hearted, McGrumpy face, have to admit I was touched by this thing. It's kind of funny that it's actually easier sometimes to be touched by characters that are not human because they don't have the baggage of being human. And they, as... they can use a lot of uh, shorthand that you can't do with humans. Um, for example, humans don't have bright LEDs that change colors to tell you their mood. When Bastard is upset, his lights go red. You know he's upset. You know there's a problem. You know there's a conflict. Uh, a human is a little more complex to depict in that sense. And, yeah. like, the uh, Mass Effect did it with the Geth, too. You know, the Geth had a lot of moving parts humans don't have to kind of get emotion across. I don't have a lampshade on my head that goes droopy when I'm upset. If I did, <laughs> people would know whether I'm actually upset or not. But I don't have such a thing, so it's a little more difficult than that. I just, I think what was so extraordinary about this particular short and the reason that it stuck out to me so much was that there was no dialogue, none, no dialogue whatsoever. So what had to carry it was the models themselves, which were fantastic, and the music, which was also fantastic. And I don't know about you guys, but I really appreciated the sound design team. 
because it wasn't just the music it was like the sound effects that were in there for some reason i found the sound of rain hitting bastion's hand really soothing like i want a track of that (laughs) honestly like these little metallic pings i mean it 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 was amazing (laughs) the the part where um the part where bastion is first waking up and is covered in dirt and he stands up he still has the dirt on him for quite some time. Like he doesn't just shed it all off immediately. He, yeah. In fact, it's not till he flips out and goes full iron giant on the, on the forest that yeah. he, I gotta say too, I think that's one of the reasons that this short worked on me because I, I, I loved the, the iron giant. Oh so, man. So when it, when it felt like the iron giant, I'm like going, all right, you win, you win short. Damn you. Oh yeah. God! And that, I really do feel like that short was probably one of the best representations of PTSD I've ever seen in anything. It was pretty. It was pretty compelling. Yeah, I will give it credit. And Ganymede, I love Ganymede, and I love the fact that they're releasing a Ganymede plush. I wish it would come out tomorrow because I really just want to throw my wallet at it. Yeah. <laughs> Ganymede is instantly better than Pepe because Ganymede actually fits the art style of the game it exists in. He has a personality. <laughs> Pepe doesn't really have much. I mean, Pepe was just there in game. He was a little troopy bird. And I and love he's... Pepe to death, but Ganymede's got, like, I don't know. He just he feels like he's got a personality. Yeah, it's like, I know people love Pepe. And if you love Pepe, you may, you continue loving him. I'm not saying don't, but he really doesn't fit into WoW. He looks so bizarre in WoW. Things don't look like that in WoW. I love him. That's fine. Proceed to love. <laughs> continue as you're much just, as you'd you're like. You're just going to be grumpy. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, but the Ganymede Plush... Whispers of Z-Bart. I really don't like that. <laughs> the Ganymede Plush is... It's on the Blizzard store, like the Blizzard gear store, but it's not actually available for order yet. And I think they said later this fall is when it'll be available. So I don't... We'll probably see it at BlizzCon. I'm absolutely certain. We may even see it before BlizzCon. I hope so. I kind of hope that they change their definition of fall and like, because I think fall officially kicks in. Is it September twenty second? Something like that. Cause... Something like that. They need to push it back a couple of like push it back to the nineteenth of September and so that I can just buy them for myself as a birthday present because that'd be great. I just really want that thing. I wanted that the second that I saw it on stage there at Gamescom. He was just like standing there with the little, and everybody flipped out like immediately. <laughs> Yeah, the the plush is I've been told is very adorable. I, but I myself don't see I, it. I felt kind of bad for the developers when they're on that stage revealing this thing. It looked like they didn't know they were going to be asked questions. Yeah, well, um, like the dude holding the Ganymede plush, the presenter asks him a question. Like he held up the plush as if in defense. Save <laughs> me, Ganymede! <laughs> oh God, poor guy. All right. Um, well, um, the other thing that we should mention too is that Eichenwald. They had a preview for Eichenwald, the new map in Overwatch, and that actually it's it takes place in the same place as the Bastion short, mm-hmm. in a village, in the middle of the Black Forest, and um, it's cool. It's really cool. Have you guys had a chance to look at it yet on the PTR? Oh, I just looked at your video that you put up of it. Okay, yeah, I haven't been in it. It wasn't but my I have video; watched... it was Blizzard's video. But yeah, yeah, I've I've seen like the fly through videos and screenshots and all that kind of thing. What got me was a, a couple weeks back, one of the sites frequent commenters made a video that was basically like Karazhan as an Overwatch map and yeah. Eichenwald oh, is basically yeah. Karazhan as an Overwatch map. It's beautiful. It's I, I just 
I love everything about this game. But yeah, the environmental design for this particular map is just really on point. I love as, it. As someone with very rudimentary knowledge of German, extremely basic, um, the menu in the coffee shop was funny because it's the simplest, most basic coffee shop menu I've ever seen in my life. The yeah? menu was coffee, cake, cookies, and then a German pop culture joke. And like that was the whole menu. <laughs> like, are you going to go into a Starbucks and their menu is coffee and cookies? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> well, no, but if you go to a small town local one, maybe that's all they've got on the menu. Maybe they just have coffee. Maybe. There was a restaurant that didn't last very long, but it was uh, when I was like about 15 in Rhode Island, where I swear to God, they just served pie. Look, that's pie's real good. Yeah, just but th- there was just pie. You didn't even get to choose what kind of pie. Oh, okay, was, that's less viable. They, they had pie. You went in, and that was what you got. Um, I don't remember what he thought. Like it was attached to a gas station, so I thought may, think maybe it was just the gas station. Oh, and you could get some pie. But I remember <laughs> like it was like this weird appley fruity pie, and you just like went in and got a slice of pie and left. It's like a, here in Milwaukee, there's, um, I've probably mentioned before, Martino's is an extremely well-known, like, Chicago-style hot dog joint, like Italian mm-hmm. beef and all that. And so it's all, like, that kind of thing, like fried stuff and hot dogs and sandwiches. But you can also get, like, fresh-baked banana bread that they make there that's just at the front. Like, oh, I'll get a loaf of bread to go with my hot dog. Maybe it's that kind of thing. Or they're like, why not? There's nothing wrong with getting a loaf of banana bread to go. That stuff's good. Hey, I've done it. <laughs> or like when they have I need bread. to make some banana bread now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay, I think if we're devolving into discussions of banana bread, that it's time <laughs> to talk about emails. But before we do, a word from Alex. Sure. If you enjoyed the, the talk of banana bread and so forth, uh, you can support our show by heading over to blizzardwatch.com slash tea to check out Adagio Tea. Uh, if you're a tea drinker, Adagio is a great place to pick up anything from chai to matcha or whatever you drink. And more importantly, Adagio features over 90,000 custom user-made fandom blends, including unique World of Warcraft-themed flavors. Uh, If you head over to Adagio, click on the Blends menu, you can find all of them. And if you're playing a Demon Hunter in Legion, get some Demon Hunter tea. It's there. It'll put you in the mood. Blizzardwatch.com slash tea. Okay, thank you. Uh, As is always the case when we do emails, um, please send any emails you have to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. They can be on any subject, uh, any topic. Um, Just, you know, if you can put, like, which podcast you want it to be in, that would be helpful. Otherwise, we kind of have to guess. So uh, since I still have the the Blum eyes, uh, Anne, could you start? Yeah, our first email is from Sporkles, a gnome warlock, who's also a supporter on Patreon, and this came in through the Patreon line. Sporkles, by the way... Your name is awesome, and I love it. Um, Sporkle says, Hello to those that watch Blizzard with the white-hot intensity of a thousand suns. I've been using the invasions to level alts. Is there any reason to open the Legion chests before they hit level 100? I have all the cosmetic sets and the pet already. Yes. Uh, It depends. If you're being one of those people that's AFKing the whole time, nah, save them. But uh, I I found that when I was taking my Shaman from, like, level 20 all the way up, if I actually wanted to participate and kill stuff, killing stuff, even with my heirlooms, got fairly difficult after a point because half of my gear was level 20 when I was level 70 or something. And I popped open just enough chests to bring myself up to a more comparable level to what I was doing. So I probably went through a round of opening chests, maybe once or twice on that crawl upwards. But I saved most of them for level 100. 
Yeah, generally speaking, they scale. But as Alex pointed out, if you're doing this and you start, like I started yesterday, when I started doing this new character, I started at level 20. By the end of the day, I was level 64. Uh, my rings and neck, those are just lost causes, and I had to go to the auction house. But my boots and wrists and all that stuff, I could replace. Like I, So I opened some chests, so I get new boots. Yeah, it's it is it is viable. I open them because I want gold. Like really, that's the only reason. That's true. Uh, on they that vendor character, for a lot of gold. <laughs> yeah, on that shaman, I did have to open some to vendor stuff, so I had enough to buy flying. Yeah, and you can get enough to buy flying easily if you open your chests while you're leveling. If you start at a really low level, you're gonna start with like maybe 10 silver to your name or whatever and i know on um my rogue that i had who i took up a few levels the other day i had just enough to fly to one zone and that was it and in order to fly anywhere else i had to open the chests vendor stuff and then i had more <laughs> flight money <laughs> yeah you yeah. don't get any gold at all if you don't open the chests. the chests no. are the only source of anything like money that is the downside of doing the gear. You just yeah. vendor the gear. And, and, and I will say, even after opening chests to bring my eye level up to be effective, and even after opening some more to get flying, by the time I hit 100, I still had way more chests than I really needed. Uh, I probably had like 60-some of the darn things. Two or three minutes, even. Yeah, there's only how many gear slots they actually fill. Yeah, it, all, your, all your basic gear slots. It doesn't do trinkets rings uh neck or a cloak it's like so, your traditional eight piece yeah yeah so yep. yeah so I, I really didn't need 60 plus chests at level 100 but i also, didn't need them earlier either so weapons drop so that's the thing you can also get a weapon drop from a chest so. yeah i pretty much stuck to using the heirloom items and then once i hit the point where because i don't have the heirlooms upgraded all the way to like level 100 or whatever but once i hit the point where I can't use the heirlooms anymore. I'll probably start popping them open and using the gear in the chests. It's just I would, mostly I would I, I'm greedy and I wanted the gold. That's I why say, I did it. <laughs> when you're doing that, uh, I would hold off to level 95, 96 because they, they do keep scaling and you're good to go even with heirlooms up until about mid 90s. Once you start hitting mid 90s, that's when you start your power level is noticeably low and you can't kill anything. Before that, you're okay. So you I would must increase on. your power level. Yes, the scouter says Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, um, and then there was a, a notable difference between how efficiently or how effectively I could fight things in that level 20 plus some air, heirlooms and the level 70 gear plus some heirlooms. Yeah. Uh, once I threw on a few pieces of chest gear, uh, I could actually solo stuff again. So it, it is worth it, I feel, if you're participating. If you're just being one of those AFK people, then do what you want. You already are. Don't don't be one of those people. <laughs> it's I, rude. I, I was one of those people until Blizzard fixed the XP. Okay, so our next email um, comes from Drew Bob and says, "Hello, Mega Watchers. Alex, it's your favorite word." <laughs> what? Oh, Mega. I don't hate Mega. I hate Mega Dungeon because it's not a thing. You're gonna love this email. So the announcement of the re-release of Karazhan as a five-man Mega Dungeon has me super oh. pumped. So. <laughs> My favorite experiences in World of Warcraft were from spending entire evenings with friends, stumbling our way through Black Rock Depths and even the original Sunken Temple, and having something similar in scope to work through is very exciting. Do you think that given the ease with which pickup groups can come together now, thanks to the group finder, that we may see a mega dungeon renaissance? Does this appeal to you, and why? We will not see a renaissance of this. 
It's gonna. I feel like the group finder did the opposite thing, didn't? When they implemented yeah. the group finder, they broke up those big dungeons into smaller, more digestible pieces. Like yeah. Blackrot Depths, it was just the whole thing. Yeah, they they've made now when you run Blackrot Depths, you get like a section of it. I mean, they couldn't actually physically break it up like they did Dire Mall. Dire Mall is actually used to be all connected. You could theoretically go into Dire Mall like on one side. And go through the whole place and travel yeah. in and out through, and you didn't have to even leave. You couldn't get through east through north, though, could you? Oh, because they broke in the in the dungeon. You could go to the door that was supposed to get there, but it was collapsed. So in that was vanilla? a nice touch. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, it was always collapsed. It was designed to like there's a door, but you can't get there. Okay. Uh, I always liked that about that 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 even when they didn't do it, they made it you know obvious that it was supposed to be all one thing. Uh, and then they, they basically made it so it didn't work anymore because people were running Group Finder. Group Finder made them turn everything into three to four bosses in and out. Bite-sized yeah. dungeons. It's because if, if you're with your friends, like if I'm with my friends and we're going to tackle something big, like if, we're, if there's this big sprawling dungeon like BRD used to be and I'm with all people that I know, I will gladly work with my friends and clear that whole thing out. If I'm with some randoms, three to four bosses seems about right. Yeah, it really does depend on like you know, how what's your group tolerance for when Dave does the dumb thing Dave always does? Yeah, you know, I mean, or, or you know, Rossi gets overconfident and pulls too much stuff. How 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 much will will the group tolerate it versus you know, oh God, the tank sucks, say nasty things about him and quit. I feel like that we we didn't talk about this in the news though, and we probably should have that they said that Karazhan was going to be seven point one. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't bring it up specifically because I saw we had this question. So we, I think we could talk about Karzan in general here if we want to. We probably should because yeah. it's, it is pretty big news. What what I think is notable, and this actually happened. Do you remember during the development of Warlords, there were some changes happening to the Karazan map, and people were like, "Oh, what's happening to Karazan? What's happening to Karazan?" Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And they were yes. just like, "Oh, we're just messing, testing a scenario." Or I remember it because Ian said it. I remember Ann even like came into work and said it was you know happening. Yeah, and um, at BlizzCon immediately afterwards, somebody brought this up, and a developer made kind of a joke to like, Carzana patch seven point one. Am I right? And Rossi, you posted this on Blizzard Watch with the headline, Carzana mm-hmm. patch seven point one question mark. Like over a year ago. Yep. Blizzard announced this over a year ago. As, as a, joke. a joke, but yeah. it was for reals. It was Tom Chilton, I believe, because he did it in his usual incredibly dry way. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody ever takes Tom Chilton seriously because he says things in the most sarcastic way imaginable. I love so him. <laughs> I, being like possibly one of the most sarcastic human beings in the world, immediately took him seriously because I knew, ah, he's using the voice that means I mean this. Because <laughs> there's the sarcastic voice that is just being dismissive. Then there's the super sarcastic voice that means I, this is true. I actually mean this. And he was using that. But no, it's, I don't know, man. Uh, Karazhan, it, it's one of those things where I'm glad they're doing more dungeons. Uh, I'm glad yeah. there's going to be dungeons after release. Even if it's just one big, crazy, you know, we'll be in here all week dungeon. Uh, because I, for one thing, because I actually, I didn't like BRD all that much as a dungeon. BRD was never my favorite because it always, like, there were rooms that were just nightmares to get through. But I loved, like, the original Blackrock, you know, Blackrock Mountain, Upper and Lower Spire. There, there's a reason I liked Blackrock Depths, and it's not necessarily because what it was for group content, and I did enjoy it in that sense, but if you had a level 60 rogue back in vanilla, 
There oh, were yeah. so many like little skulky, stealthy, roguey things you could do in there. Like stuff that your raid needed that you could only get out of BRD. You could be the thief going into BRD and like grabbing these items to bring them back for your guild or whatever. Or rogues getting together to sneak into the bar and like shiv the barkeep to take his weapon because it was an awesome rogue dagger. Heck yeah. It's like rogue heaven. Just the fact that it was even the other thing about BRD is in Blackrock Mountain, Blackrock Spire in particular, the dungeons all felt like they were actually part of this big, crazy city. And like the upper levels had been like invaded and taken over, but it was still all this. It was really fascinating. Even Blackrock was all connected together. Yeah. Yeah, Like you could literally jump out of the dungeon and into like the world beneath it. Like, or go from one dungeon to the other like you could if you're running upper black rock spire and you're a moron you could fall off the bridge into lower black rock spire yeah or exactly. from, it was, it was yeah. technically the same raid the whole time like and it, it was it was a soft raid it wasn't really a raid but it was like you could bring up 15 people originally and then down to 10 yeah you could bring up the 10 people into this place and, and go nuts and there's even other stuff like through upper black rock spire there was you could get into blackwing lair from the outside or yeah. if you're in black rock spire you could go from that dungeon into the raid or from black rock depths into molten core it was all connected yeah and that's the kind of design i always it it had like there were moments of it that that were weird and not not great like like uh you mentioned you could go from you know ubrs down until lbrs i remember doing the dungeon and a lot of times you would be like compelled to jump down and skip like half of, of lower black rock spire like your group would yeah. make you do this and, you know, jump down and skip half the content to get to the end boss faster because the way that was laid out, you could totally do it. You could, you could run over a ledge, drop down. Everybody would be nearly dead, but you could totally do this. But yep. it was it, fun. It was fun, but I, I hate skipping bosses. It really, it, I, I don't like to say it's OCD cause that d- diminishes real OCD, but I really like to do all the bosses. That's how I, I am. The, on, the, the only, ex- the only exception uh, which kind of ties into what I was saying about Black Rock Depths, is some of the situations made, like, all stealth groups fun and viable as, like, a side activity or a challenge. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to run Black Rock Spire, but we're going to do it with all druids and rogues, and we're just going to be sneaky and see what we can do with just a party of druids and rogues. And that kind of became a, a fun side challenge for people who played those classes. It was just, I don't know. It was sort of like the tavern brawl. We made it up ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, I honestly, this is a, a group, and you know, going actually going back to Karazhan for a minute. Uh, but one of the things I like about Karazhan as a possible dungeon of this type is I remember doing Karazhan on my shaman as the tank, uh, because back then you had resilience gear, and resilience gear could push crits off the table. If you had full resilience, you couldn't be critically hit. That was the big deal as a tank back then. Like you didn't want to get crit, so I tanked and. Uh, Tanking on a shaman was basically spam your your shocks, uh, use rock biter, and the group has to be real careful because you didn't have a taunt. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have a taunt, and you didn't have a threat builder other than rock biter. And back then, rock biter was a threat builder, so you'd go enhance. You and you basically was here's what the decision was: Do I use a shield to make life easier for the healer, or do I use a two hander and hit really hard? Didn't um. Frost Shock also have like increased threat once upon a time. 
I don't know if it did back in BC, if it had it ever. Um, but it might have in vanilla because back in vanilla, I think it did shamans, once upon a time. Shamans were intended to be the the anti paladin, like they were the the horde thematic equivalent to a paladin. And up until like level forty, you were expected to tank on a shaman, like because you had the, like you you had everything that they they gave you tools for it. They gave you rockbiter. They gave you various totems that would help you. They gave you a shield. The only thing you didn't have was a taunt. And when you had lightning shield with the expectation that you would be hit. getting hit. Yeah, exactly. So it was still viable in, in BC. And it's one of the things that we've had going to loss. But one of the things that was cool about it was that when you do um, Karazhan, there's two ways to get around some of it. Like you can go up like once you've gotten to a certain point, you can go up the back door and, and just open that door. Like you open it and now your group can go up to the back door and they don't have to come. Yeah, you the- have to beat chess. Yeah. Or no, no the was, opera. Instead Excuse of me. um, or other like raids after that, instead of using side doors and back doors, they implemented like teleports. Yeah, I like I prefer... Ulduar. You walk in the front door and you teleport further in. Yeah, I like how Kara did it, where you could actually go in a different door. And I kind of hope when they do the five man, they put a different door in. I think they are. Uh, I don't remember where exactly I heard this, but. They're keeping the old Karazhan. Yeah, so the they have Karazhan to add another staying, entrance for the new one. The, the old Karazhan is staying intact, so there's going to be a different entrance for this particular version. By the way, Royal Payday pointed out in the chat channel that Earthshock was the original threat attack, which I remember, and then oh, they yeah. switched it to Frost. So Frost Earth, was Earthshock, for a while. Earthshock was also the interrupt, so if you yeah. were not the tank and you were interrupting, chances were good you were going to pull threat. Yep. Yeah. There was I a lot of... Now. Shamans were messed up. <laughs> but, but they were fun. They're still fun. <laughs> I, I have a I have very high hopes that this Karazhan will also make use of some of the stuff that that we haven't seen in a long time in terms of the under Karazhan. I I am hopeful that we will get like the in, me perhaps instead of going up to the top we go down. That Into would be the great. crypts. Yeah. Well, they at least said. Um, I think some people interpreted this as all of the bosses were being remade, but I don't think that's the case. They at least specifically said it would have the opera event. Maybe yeah. the same encounters, maybe new operas. I don't know. I suspect it'll be a new opera just because you're not going to... When they did other five mans from you know, raids to five mans, they changed them around a little bit. Yeah. Although it really depends. Zulgarub, they changed a lot. Zulaman, they barely changed. Okay, That's... well, we should probably move on because we do have more emails here. Uh, one yep. thing I did want to add to this, uh, specifically in the context of the group finder, um, I don't know if this is even going to be in the group finder. Did they say? Because they said it was going to have a lockout. I don't know. So if they're I don't think they specified. It, if they're giving the lockout, intending that you don't necessarily have to do it in one sitting, if you're going through the group finder, like getting that group back together is not really an option. Yeah. So you sense. might have to have four friends to go do it. And then if you don't finish, you and those four friends can go back the next day. I'm just looking forward to doing this on the leveling stream. Yeah, it's we'll be in Karazhan for a while gonna be fun all right so our next email is from alessander who says thrall and other shamans control the elements especially the stones and dirt such as the garage fight stone hand rains of stones etc once that dirt or ground is fell corrupted or infused can shamans still con- control it fell mud is pretty common with all the green ooze everywhere and the abyssals are fell corrupted rock elementals i think uh, Rossi, i don't, do, actually, do I don't know, in fact know that that's the case although um, I do think the uh, there are fire elementals that look exactly like demons. Uh, if you if if you that's a little bit of a spoiler for Legion, but um, if you remember um, the, the guard in Firelands, I don't what was his bloody name? The one that guarded the bridge. 
It is forbidden to enter the Master's Keep. Forbidden, that guy. Yeah. Um, Balarock? Yeah. Balarock and, and the new the new boss of the of the Firelands is named Smolderon, and he shares Balarock's model, which a ton of of demons have that model now. There's fell guys who look just like that. And there's uh, fell there are, fire the, elementals, too. The Doomguardy guys, right? Yeah, they, they're Doomguardy-ish. Like they're, they're, they have hooves? Yeah, they're sim- yeah they kind of look like Doomguards, yes. Yeah. made out of fire but there's also like if you do the uh, broken shore there's a point where you're you're fighting fire elementals uh, i think it's during the Krosis fight just straight up green fire elementals come at you they look just like fire elementals but they're green uh so i don't know if that's what's going on but it seems to be possible that fell can corrupt elementals and make them serve it uh definitely does not seem that shaman can do bu- bub kiss to them once that's happened it, it probably depends on if like the elemental spirit in that stuff is fully corrupted or not like maybe you maybe it's like finding a dying friend and if they're still good you can kind of like work together but if they're just gone they're fell there's nothing you can do you can't use it it definitely does not seem the case that that thrall can just wave his hands and tell like well for a lot of reasons he can't but it doesn't seem like he can wave his hands and tell a fell corrupted thing to just stop no they definitely don't seem to work that way but in terms of whether or not they're, they're actual elementals or not, that's Abyssals, I don't know that you can say that that's what they are. Abyssals actually, again, a Dragon Age thing, but Abyssals remind me of those guys more than they do elementals. Like um, the Golem-type things. Yeah, they're not, they're not very elementally. They're not super smart either. I mean, they could just be rock people. That could be a thing. It's a fantasy setting. Giant rock people, like, yes. Um, I mean, we're the, we're the in, in uh, Northrend... Are the Iron Vrykul and the Iron Dwarves are they technically elementals? No, but yeah. they are made. They're they're shape made from elements, but they're not elementals. So mm. yeah, they could just be rock people like the Earthen. I don't know, but there's some interesting theories for you, Alessander. Uh, next email comes from Zach Zen, who says, "Hi, Watchers. I've been thinking about one of the most common plots in Warcraft, which is the good person who's corrupted or falls to evil. But from the top of my head, we've never had a character redeemed from that fall, at least not a major one. Do you think it's time to see such a story, and could that be where they're going or should be with Sylvanas? Keep up the good work, Zaxxon. We kind of had it with the original Grom. Yeah, back in Warcraft 3. Dying. Yeah. Um, there's... Tyrion Fordring, who is redeemed from being old. <laughs> he wouldn't... Yeah, he didn't actually fall, though. That was the whole point of him. He was never actually... Well, he fell to being old. He just <laughs> sat in his shack eating worms. As an old guy, I don't like this statement. <laughs> he was more old. He was, like, real old. Yeah. He was, but, like, uh... sitting on the porch in a rocking chair spitting tobacco old. Tyrion... <laughs> 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 Uh, if you all will sit here a spell, if you all want to talk about the light, I'm in fear for. But you gonna give me some maggots for? I'm real. I've got my powerful hunger for some maggots. <laughs> there you go. That's Tyrion. And then he just got up and decided, yeah, I guess I can do some stuff. Okay, I'll be a hero for a while. Uh, yeah. In, ter- in terms of like Sylvanas, I don't. The thing is, is that Sylvanas is not. You can't really be redeemed from what she is. You'd have to actually make her not be dead. Like, Sylvanas isn't even necessarily going out of her way to do evil things. It's that she can't think normally anymore. When, when she's, like, in War Crimes, I know we bring War Crimes up a lot, but it's a really good book. In War Crimes, when Sylvanas is, like, dealing with her sister, like, her truest expression of that fact that she does still love her sister is that she's going to kill her so that they can be together forever. And she really thinks this is a good thing. Like, you know, it'll be great. We'll both be dead. 
we'll rule the Forsaken together. The Forsaken will never accept her if I don't kill her, and I need them to accept her, so it's really the best thing for all around. What are my children going to do in the Undercity? Maybe you shouldn't bring the kids. It's not really a child-friendly environment. I'm thinking they could visit after a while, once they're grown up, and then I can kill them. I mean, you know, so so I don't, I mean, I don't know, Anne might have a different take on it, but I'm not seeing Sylvanas being redeemed because the the evil that Sylvanas does is rooted in her worldview, which is skewed. I think the only way Sylvanas could be redeemed is, well, no, yeah, it's, she's undead. She can't really die and she can't really live she's sort of stuck in the agony of that space between and that's kind of a thematic part of her character it's a really big part of her character so i can't really think of a way that you would redeem her unless like you wanted to make her a valkyr or something i don't feel like sylvanas is even corrupted this is just who she is yeah, but she was corrupted at a point she was actual scourge and actual banshee in service to the Lich King, but she isn't that anymore. She's free of that. Yeah, this and is I just think who that, she is. Yeah, but I think that the shock of what happened to her and then the shock of coming back from that just warped her to the point where it's I don't know if there's any coming back from that. Well they've yeah, they've actually gone out of their way to say that being undead itself it damages you. You you don't feel the same way. Your emotions aren't it's harder to feel anything. You know, it t- there's nothing you don't taste much. There's no life. You're not alive. So you don't have all the stuff that living people have. It's like she says, you know, whatever we if not slaves to this torment. The torment is literally your existence is you mostly just feel awful. That's all you can feel. Um, it just, it's just, I don't know. I've never gotten the vibe from Sylvanas that she wants to be anything other than what she is. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and there's no, nothing... Like, there's no corruption. Like, there's nothing holding sway over her. She just is who she is and will do what she wants to do. And maybe those things are evil, but if so, it's because she made those choices on her own. Like, there's nothing... She, she's just Sylvanas. If she were anything else, she wouldn't be Sylvanas. I know that's not exactly the most satisfactory question or answer in the world, but it's an answer of sorts. And I think that kind of wraps us up for emails, because if we go any farther, we're going to go way over on time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience thank you very much uh this has been blizzard watch podcast if you have an email for the podcast please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com Uh, Thank you guys very much for listening. It's, you know, why we do the show, and we'll see you guys next week. 